there continue to be too many things to do. <laughs> it's nearly 1 a.m. Oh, got to get this under control. So tonight, um, among the other things that I was doing, um, uh, it was horror night. So the Christmas horror movies have started. This has been a tradition with my friends. We do the horror nights every Monday night. And then during the holiday season, we seek out Christmas-related horror films. There aren't a lot of them that we haven't seen, I think, at this point. Um, we, you know, we aren't going to watch things like Santa Claus versus the Martians. It's not going to be a thing. Uh, but we've seen a few over time, some very bad ones. <laughs> the whole, um, what was it, Santa's Sleigh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, um, uh, Black Christmas, all three versions of that. Uh, we're going to replay one this year because, uh, we've got someone else who's joining us who hasn't seen this film and that's coming up next. But tonight we watched a Canadian horror film, which actually was really good. It's an anthology essentially of five different stories that are going on at the same time. Uh, it's called a, it's very predictable title. <laughs> it's called a Christmas horror story. I, you know, that's about as, uh, as, as on the nose as you get. But actually, it's really good, um, and it, it surprised us, which is good. We've watched a lot of horror films. It's hard to surprise us uh, in pleasant ways. And um, it, it being a Canadian horror film, I, I suspect most people haven't seen it. Um, 2015, it came out. It does star, well, okay. Star is always a weird word for me to movies because it suggests there's a central sort of character. And there isn't, in, especially in this anthology. But William Shatner is in it. That might make it a little easier to find. Um, and frankly, William Shatner has the voice of uh, a god. <laughs> I absolutely uh, appreciate just his delivery, his, his, his tone, his timbre, his speed, everything. Uh, and he's used in this movie as a DJ. So I appreciated it even more. So that was, that was one of the things I was doing tonight. I've also started my Christmas advent calendars. Um, and I, well, two of them, one of them I still haven't done was one I picked up last year, which is a mystery calendar. I want to get to that soon, but I continue with my Lego advent calendars. I only have two of them this year. I did not drag out the five, I think from previous years that I have previously, I had done that where I'd rebuild them all and we experienced them all the, each year. I don't have the space for that. So, but I do have the advent calendars come out and I've begun another major Lego project. I'm not sure if I can actually do, which is, uh, a few years ago I was gifted. It may have only been last year. Time is a funny concept. Uh, I was gifted the Colosseum model, which is a massive model. And now I'm realizing just how massive my table can't hold it. Uh, not with the advent calendars out. So I built, uh, most of the first box of four, um, actually about three quarters, I would say of the, of the, actually I would say about half. <laughs> Um, because I just realized I've built the base, which is then duplicated. And then there's another layer on top of that. So I haven't built as much as I had hoped. Um, but it gives me a sense of scale and I, it will fit on the desk eventually. In fact, if I take the other advent calendars that I'm just simply storing there for the moment and move them off, I can possibly fit it on there, but it's going to be a major project. 
And I was trying to figure out why I'm enjoying it in a way, because Lego to me still has a mystical association with my youth. I grew up playing with Lego. It was always a creative um, uh, activity. It was always an activity which um, captured my attention by the possibilities. And while I did acquire a few models here and there, makes it sound like I stole them. I, I bought a few models here and there. Or I was gifted them for Christmas. There was never really all that many big models. Um, I think one of the first ones I got was this, was a, was a very um, instrumental one in, in me actually enjoying Lego, which was a house model. But the way it was done was with two base plates, two small base plates, probably, I want to say 20 by 20 or 30 by 30. And hinges. So in fact, you could, you built the entire house, but it had a hinge. So you could open it up to either display the inside or you could close it up to display a whole house. <sighs> really late. Um, and I think that that simple mechanism showed me uh, the possibilities of what can happen. Now, a few years ago, I picked up a few more models, a couple of of Star Trek model or Star Wars models. This is after all of my Lego had been gone from my life for many, many years. And I don't remember what exactly it was that started me down the Lego path again. But some of the Lego models, the Star Wars models, were pretty cool. So I built one of those. And I think one of the things that always impresses me about Lego is that there's so much more possible ways to connect things. Um, I thought I was clever when I figured out, for example, that you can take, and these are terms that I use. Um, there's flats and then there's bricks. Flats are only one uh, unit uh, thick. A brick is three flats thick or three units. Um, anyway, you can take the flats and you turn them on their side and they'll fit between the bricks. The amount of engineering, the clever basic engineering that Lego has done for their for their bricks is astonishing. Now I do know that there is a, a notion of the, of, a, of illegal ways to do bricks. And I've seen some very interesting models, which stretch what's legal. Um, part of it is if you, if you connect it, but the, the piece isn't flush into another piece. So the kind of at an angle is a bit of a stress there. It's a weak point and therefore kind of considered to be illegal. But some of the things you can do, there are spheres that people have made out of Lego. Sorry, I'm, every time I pause, it's because I'm trying not to yawn. I, I apologize for that. It's 1 a.m. because I'm obsessed with doing all the things. And I would have been doing this at midnight had I not also opened up Black Mesa and tried to go through another few levels in that. Um so the, the intriguing ways that these can be connected. Now, there's, there's a whole other level once Technic got involved. And I, I had stopped doing Lego initially before Technic was really a thing. Technic is their, um, I, don't, I don't even know, there's probably a, a better term for it. But essentially, it's their advanced mode, if you will, of Lego, in which they introduce studs and these, these connector holes. So you can suddenly now create, well, one thing that was very popular in, in Technic still is, is mechanical models. Because now you can have, with these holes, you could have shafts that can turn in them. Um, you can have um, gears that, can, that are connected 
You can have these little plus-shaped um, uh, holes so you can put a, a shaft that can connect into the hole and turn the whole thing. It also means you can start connecting things at different angles in different ways, and you can also bind them pretty tightly together. They act very much, actually, I can compare this directly to the shelves I've built um, the, from the shelf kits, where it is a freestanding shelf, but it has studs which are used to interconnect to the tops and bottoms. I wonder which came first. Actually, probably woodworking came first. Because um, in woodworking, that's one of the ways you make a join is you have a, a hole on each side of the piece. You have a divot which fits in the hole on one side and then it fits on the other side as well, making a very solid join. Um, anyway, with that whole other level of technique, you can do an incredible amount of things. And... Um, what I really want to do is create new things, but I don't have the skills and vocabulary that I once did with the bricks that I had. I don't know what bricks I have. I have collected a lot of loose bricks as well as different sets, kind of keeping an eye out on different parts and trying to see if this set will teach me something new. Um, each set that I've, I've used... Um, has, has taught me a few new things. And I think that's where this set is also coming in. There is something to be said also for just assembling a model from instructions, especially a large model from instructions. And uh, in, as I mentioned, this one, this base version, verse, base step rather, base plates of the Colosseum model, you actually are building a circular model, but you build it in two halves each half is a mirror of the other. It's not even a mirror. It's actually the same copy, just turned 90 degrees. Sorry, 180 degrees. And which is, you know, once I did the first one, the second one is coming together a lot faster. And that shows me that I'm getting used to it. When I was first trying these uh, today, actually, when I was first trying some of the, the Lego advent calendar, the thing I realized is my fingers aren't used to these small bricks and I don't know how to hold them. I don't know how to manipulate them. I'm having difficulty. I did get a tray, which I build over so that I, if I drop a piece, it goes into the tray. Um, that was a very practical matter and, and it came about because the desktop things were rolling off the desktop. So it wasn't really helping me any. If I dropped a piece, it would fly everywhere. Um, but the second time around, I was also starting to realize that the muscle memory was coming back from when I was a kid, I presume, or I'm just getting adapted to being able to place the pieces, being able to hold on to them, press them the right way, that sort of thing. And so, so, so there's that. This is a training under guidance. I don't have to think about it. There is a meditative practice here as well, um, which is the same kind of thing as if someone paints from uh, a watercolor, um, a paint by number, or any, anything assembled by a kit. Or if you're an expert, you are building your own kit. Um, to build the same thing over and over again um, can sound like a chore, but it also can be meditative. Uh, I get the same thing when I'm cooking. If I'm cooking something that I've cooked a thousand times before. Tonight, I wasn't cooking something I cooked before. It was a stroganoff variation uh, in which I, I kind of wanted to see what it would be like if I made it myself. Um, I did have a recipe, but the recipe, I didn't have certain features in different ways. 
Um, I don't have the meat they're thinking of. I don't have, instead of uh, um, uh, carrots, I use frozen peas. Um, instead of uh, broth, I have a, um, I don't even want to know what it would be called. Essentially, it's a, a, a paste, um, bouillon paste, essentially, a replacement for bouillon. Put it all together. I've noticed that it's too salty. I have to find a way to cut back on some of the salt that's going into this meal. But it was tasty. Uh, it was also too much. <laughs> and I didn't want to store any loaf leftovers, so naturally I ate too much. Thankfully, it was a lighter day. But but that meditative practice of doing these sorts of things, of doing things you've already done before, um, would be the same thing as if I was a jogger, would be the same thing as if I was... Um, even putting together puzzles while there's a bit of challenge to it, the pieces are, are typically of the same shape, uh, and you're typically doing the same sort of space organization. Granted, you're doing pattern recognition over a different pattern each time, uh, in terms of the picture that you're building. But, but yeah, I think this is, this is my, my gathering, my mojo. Now I want to do more brick building more times of the year. And I want to build what are called mocks, M-O-C. And I'm, I, I, I think my original creation, I think is the, 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 the expansion of that, uh, that acronym. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. There, I have so many things I want to do. Uh, it's so challenging sometimes to, to, to not get overwhelmed uh, and this has been a nice practice, but tonight I did do something, uh, that I don't normally do, which is I didn't push on until way beyond. I actually stopped on the second half of the bottom part and went, I need to rest. I then immediately went over to my other computer or to my computer rather, and threw on black Mesa and started to run through that and find myself in a dead end. But, uh, uh. Yeah. Vacation's really hard, you know. In any case, I've been wondering out loud. I marked the encaffeinated one. I am an AFOL, an adult fan of Lego. It's a terrible, terrible acronym. Uh, there's no good way to say it, no matter what way you say it. I've never heard it pronounced properly or rather pronounced uh, nicely. But it is one of the many things I do and probably one of the things I'm doing right now to avoid doing the things that I need to get done, like editing that stupid story, doing the third draft of my audio drama, sending out a casting call for that audio drama, the few things I get to get done for work. In any case, I'll talk to you again tomorrow.